Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is powered by ExpressVPN. You can stream every NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost. Visit expressvpn.com slash street to learn more. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. All right, final episode of the Causeway Street Podcast of all time. This is it, guys. We're oh. out of here. So, no, I'm just what? No. Closing up shop, bro? No, no, not yet. Not oh. yet. That, that, that train is wait, so far away. Right now. We're, We're so close that. to 200, man. But what it is, is the last episode of 2019 and the last episode of the decade. So hey. you know what that means, guys. We'll take a trip down memory lane. Talking about our favorite Celtics moments of the decade, our favorite Celtics player of the decade, and pretty much see where the conversation goes from there. All right. And of course, we'll look ahead to the Celtics regular season schedule and we'll wrap things up with Joel's. This is the last one of the year, Joel. Last one of the decade. In case you missed it, we'll take our trip around the NBA. I'm going to talk about every single big story from the decade. Yep. So yep. In case you missed it, we'll be about three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we can't wait. A lot, a lot of big stories that hey, remember, remember, All right. So, what we Sterling, missed? guys? Get out of here. <laughs> how's, he, how's he doing now? Give us oh, an update. You know what? That, that should be it. Joel should be giving us updates on like oh, some of the, the best. Some of the best in case you missed this story. Yeah. Hey, Walton, uh, Bill Walton's son was his Luke. The coach. Luke, all his all his charges got dismissed. What about uh, Walter McCarty's? Oh, <laughs> his troubles are just beginning. <laughs> yeah, Walter. There's, there's a tease for you guys. <laughs> I don't think that looks very good for Walter. Hey, listen. Hey, <laughs> see, hey, hey, hey. Do I not, love Walter. Do not Google Walter McCarty, all right? No. Not yet. Not yet. No, we'll get it. into it. Stay tuned, yeah. okay? <laughs> you guys, about, about three hours in, you'll listen. You'll, <laughs> you'll get. We'll get there. You guys didn't see that coming at all. No, don't, don't, don't get ahead of us. Uh, Joel and Sean look very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> don't get ahead of us. <laughs> this wasn't it talked was, about it, before we started recording. Definitely wasn't in my case you missed it, but I'm going to have to put it in there now. Do you know the details? Okay. Yeah, I know the details. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll save that for last. I made, um, a, made a conscious decision not to talk about that. After, after Sean's uh, look ahead, which we'll squeeze in our Celtics talk. So I don't worry. Walter. Don't worry, Celtics fans. We got Celtics talk on this one. Besides like, looking uh, l- looking at the past and what happened in the last decade. Tommy's like, I don't love Walter anymore. <laughs> 
Yeah, All bro. right. Tommy's got his back, bro. <laughs> he did what? Tommy's like, oh, that was fair game. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, all right. Walter. <laughs> look, what, look, look what I did. Look at the can of worms I opened. Walter, how dare you? Come on, guys. 20, right. 2010. Celtic 2010. Mike, okay. are you pulling my chain? <laughs> Favorite player of the decade. You know what? Let's start with Joel. Oh! Joel, what do you got? Vitor Favorati, baby. Oh, Let's man. all don't think do about my guy like that. Think no, about sorry, the sorry. most. Uh, <laughs> the... Come on, man. don't don't clown people now. All right, all right. All right, let's get into it. I think was that what you were about to say? What? I think you were about to say. Let's talk about some of the worst of these players. Uh, <laughs> good. I mean, there's been a lot of them. Well, Gerald, you can you Gerald can do Crash Wallace. You can do a lot worse than Favorani and, and Gerald Wallace. Come best, on, man. The greatest, he's the best inbounder of all exactly, time. Exactly, greatest inbounder of all time. How dare you bring his name up? He's the I'm, reason why when I, when I say the the worst Celtics players of. He, the decade. Wallace is the reason why, you know, Brad Stevens is considered one of the, like, best coaches out of a timeout. Yeah, that one play. You know what? His name actually came up uh, not too long ago when, when Brad was talking about players that people overlook. He By said, the way, why isn't he in the Gerald, big three? Gerald Wallace yeah. is that guy. What's up? He should be in the big three. He should. You know what? I think a lot of players, man, they just probably just don't want to play basketball anymore. I know, right? They're just ready to he move did, on. He did make a huge contract at the end there. That was, That's true. I think he's still getting paid yeah. <laughs> from that contract. Yeah, for real. I think that contract just ended last year. Mm. But, Joel, who do you have, man? Give me a, give me, give me a favorite player of the decade. All right, my favorite player of the decade, I'm about to go with Rondo. Ray John Rondo. Okay. All right. Um, this might bleed into our next conversation, but I'm just going to mention it. The fact that. I feel like he's one of the few players still left in the league who still have that old school mentality. And when I say that is he has this, uh, I don't give a fuck about what you say or what you think of me. I'm still going to go do my thing. Uh, case in point, let's do I remember when Dwayne Wade uh, almost snapped his freaking arm mm. in the uh, 2011 playoffs, the second round against the Heat. And we all thought he was done for the series, right? Well, I mean, essentially it wasn't the same, but in that game, Comes back, arm all extra padded, makes steals. He was yeah, I think he, extra he, I think, pad. I think he even had a, a dunk in that game and yeah. just balled the fuck out. Want Celtics win the game. That's one of my favorite moments from him. There's plenty others. Do you think the Celtics screwed up by trading him? Do I feel like they screwed up? No. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to hear your answer to that because, because you now, were now you were time, very upset time, when he got yeah, traded. Yeah, at the time, yeah, because yeah, I you felt, were pissed when he got traded. I yeah, felt it like was. no, because I felt like they were giving the reins to Smart. And I was like, Smart's not even like ready for that. By the way, what did you do with that Marcus Smart shirt I got you, man? Pops I haven't, it, man. haven't Pops seen it. All the time. You gave it to Pops. No, I didn't give it okay, to him. He cool. stole it from me. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> no. Try prying that out of my Pops. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, let's let the dad keep it. All right. Papa Pavone, shout out to you. At the time, yeah, at the time I was pissed because I didn't know where the, team, where the team was heading. I thought it was going to be like years and years of rebuild. But obviously, IT changed all of that. But I mean, if you kept Rondos, I think this team would look extremely different right now. Like, getting rid of Rondo basically lets you build a foundation to then go get Al Horford, get the draft pick, like, capitalize on those draft picks. I don't think you could have done that with Rondo around. Because you would have paid him a lot of money that next year. Well, at that time, the big big word was thrown around was Max. Is he he, he the Max guy? Is he a Max guy? Max doesn't necessarily mean, like, 20 mil. I felt like... I feel like 17, 18 would have got it done. At that point. At that point. At that we're point. We're talking about like Max five, was like ago. 20 mil. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like we could have got it done with 18 mil. And he would have been all right with it. Mm. 
He was making eleven when he got traded from here. Yeah, but then he sucked, and then he got, then he just got a one-year contract. Then he sort of well, the, the fallen is, off since then. I the think you is, got out of Rondo right at the right time, man. Yeah, the same, the same way they did with it. Exactly. Unfortunately, uh, you know it's, yeah. it's the way it's the way the cookie crumbles. Like yeah. that one, in the, like after the ACL uh, tear, he was here for another year and a half, and I felt like he didn't wasn't given like the opportunity to play more in Brad's system. So I felt like, you know. Again, at that time, I thought there was going to be like years and years of rebuild, but it went a lot quicker than most Celtics fans expected. So Rondo, huh? Yeah, it's kind of hard to envision what the team would be because Rondo hasn't had like a a, a home for more than two years. You know, like yeah. what, what he's doing with the Lakers—that's the that's the longest he's been with a team since the Celtics. Yeah. So it's hard what to is envision, his second year, right? Right. They had the one year. It's hard to in envision Sacramento, what what, what would have yeah. been in Boston. Yeah, Chicago, New, Orleans, New Orleans, Sacramento, Dallas. No one did, no did them dirty though. I mean, Damn. I don't know. It's hard to say. I just think at the end of the day, it's a it's another win for Danny. Danny, yeah. like like Sean said, Danny traded him at the right time. At the time, it was hard to envision what was going to happen after the fact. But looking back on it, you know that that was the right. And point. also at that time too, it was just starting to be a league where you had to be able to shoot. You know what I mean? And Rondo was never going to be a a, a point true, guard that could shoot. But he's still probably the only guy in today's NBA that he can affect the game without having to shoot. Yeah, still. Yeah, well, Ben Simmons. Like, that's true. Uh, well, at his size. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Simmons is six eight. <laughs> now, interesting you say Rondo, man, because Rondo Rondo was here for probably the second most years of the de- of anybody in this decade. Yeah, probably right. Yeah, because I mean, there's a I know there's a bunch of guys that I can mention, but how long were they really here for? Right. And the whole in the grand scheme of things, two years, two and a half years. I mean, we can even mention. And I don't know if you, one of you guys will, but you know, one of the big three guys that won't hear. You were talking about the decade now. Yeah. So. They're only here for a couple years. Yeah, because that's that's one of those guys is my guy. And I'm gonna say Paul Pierce, and I know it's sort of like a cop out, or some people might say like, definitely oh, a cop out. That's an easy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, see, exactly. that's an easy one. It's an easy one. But when I thought about it over and over, I was thinking so much wouldn't have happened without Paul Pierce, right? Whether we're talking about I said the, my favorite now, the so run to getting traded, the run to the NBA Finals, the trade. Yeah, I know it's probably a joke on your end, but no, no you're right. for real. That, oh, you're that serious? Was the, no, or, or when that Ron- turned into the biggest moment of this whole or, thing, or, right? Or when Rondo goes down and he turns into point guard Paul Pierce. It's exactly <laughs> that was exactly triple double Paul Pierce. That was exactly like the third reason why I was just like, no, I have to give this to Paul because yeah. that run, uh, I shouldn't call it a run, but that. Second half of the 2012-2013 season, obviously the Celtics bowed out in the first round, and it was the reason why Danny said, okay, this is it. But before that, Paul Pierce turned into a point guard who was putting out triple doubles like it was nothing. I mean, this guy was just like, he was almost turning back the clock the way he was playing, you know. And, and of course, everyone's going to look at, well, they lost in the first round of the playoffs. But that last couple of months of the regular season, that was Unreal. And that was a year also that Paul Pierce, the last time he scored 40 points, he went toe to toe with Kyrie Irving. This is a game a lot of people don't talk about. I remember it more than most because I was there and I was thinking to myself, wow, this might be the last time I see Paul Pierce drop 40 points. And it was. And it was literally the last time he did it in his career, not just the last time I saw it live and in person. But I just think it was Paul Pierce just reminding everyone, you know, almost subconsciously, like, hey, I'm one of the greats. I still got a couple more years. Exactly. And uh, hey, don't forget how great of a scorer. I am, you know, obviously he didn't know what was going to happen, you know, two, three months later, seeing him get traded to the Brooklyn Nets and, and what happened after that and the last three years of his career. 
But I just think when you look at that that span, you couple that with the 2010 run when he meant to the Celtics. You know, obviously they fell short in Game Seven against the Lakers, but Paul Pierce has so much to do with that. And then the trade, yeah, like like, like what, what Sean said, without Paul Pierce, without Kevin Garnett, you don't see the trade go down. You don't see the draft picks turn into Jalen Brown and turn into Jason Tatum. You know, he just sort of without even knowing what he was doing, bridged the gap into the next era that we're seeing right now with with Brad Stevens and the rest of the Celtics. Well, let's not forget too. That when that trade went down, who did everybody anoint as the second best team in the East right away? Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yeah, it was it was LeBron because and the, then Brooklyn because of the year that the year prior to that that Garnett and well, Pierce you, had. You forget too, Brooklyn had Deron Williams. Yeah, Joe, Joe Johnson. They had they Joe the Johnson. They were and that that was a legitimate like yeah. they you bring in that was a legitimate squad, man, mm-hmm. like a legit squad. So I mean. It made sense for them. Like, no, it didn't make sense. They gave up way too much. But I mean, that at was, the time, was, though, at the time they were going the for argument it. that, that it makes Prokhorov. sense. Prokhorov decided to do that. Yeah, I got want to see a championship. I don't, I don't blame him. But of course, He's like I like the Kevin Garnett. Of course, once again, got to give props to Danny Ainge, man. <laughs> Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge, literally cashed in more chips than you could ever see a GM cash in on aging Hall of Famers like Paul Pierce and, and Kevin Garnett. Here ticket. comes the accent again. I knew I saw, I saw I saw it in Joel's face. <laughs> the truth. Warming up. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. My my go, num- go. number one player, because I guess we have to choose players, right? We have to choose players. Yeah. Fair right. player. Oh, also, last thing. The retirement ceremony. Come on, man. Seeing his number go back up. You know, seeing his number go up into the rafters, I think it was a great moment. You know, obviously he didn't do much for like the Celtics progression on the court, but I just thought it was just a really good, great decade for this for for, for Paul Pierce and you know, sort of like wrap a it up with a bow. Final, exactly wrap it up with a bow, and then of course the final hurrah. You know, the last season as yeah. a Celtic, and then to see his number up there, it's just it was and perfect. still he yeah, was even the Paul, on the all the Paul Pierce moments that right. you, we 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 got to relive his his, yeah. his last three pointer at TD Garden. Yeah. You know, well, we playing with the Clippers, Celtics win. Paul Pierce has the last shot. It was storybook ending for. Uh, him playing at TD Garden. Yo, is is Paul Pierce looked at as someone that was all of a sudden overrated for those who are not who are non-Celtics fans? Why does he get so much shit on Twitter as if he was like a scrub? Because people love uh, Kobe. That's about it. That's about it. I just don't understand uh, that. Dude. I mean, no. Th- if you're looking at that, yo, he's top twenty in scoring all time. Right. Yo. I don't understand right. that. Yo. Yeah, he's he's up there with Dirk. He's up there with. Uh, He's one of the few players with with twenty thousand points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when he called it quit twenty twenty five thousand twenty five. I'm sorry. And when he called it quits, he was a top five three point shooter. And he's he was never the best player in the league, right? Which is probably where he gets the knock. But I mean, but he was he, he was, was always top ten, always knocking on the door on top five in some in some always. years. Yep, yep. No, I I agree. I, I agree. mean, I get it. I know this is uh, this is a Celtics podcast, but like him being on he the gets his due though when he when he you know makes a prediction and it ends up being wrong. That's always like I feel like the comments underneath. Man, you're just one of the most overrated players of all. Like when did this? When did that become a thing? Started. <laughs> one of the most underrated players of all time. Yeah, yes, that that, yeah, that I yeah. completely agree with. All right, Sean, go ahead, man. What do you got? Uh well, I had, I had to wrestle with this, man. I had to wrestle with this. Well, first, let, let's let's preface this by the way by like Sway just kind of just brought this up like as we were just like setting up to start recording. That's so, right. You know, we're all like me all and Sean are puff. like, holy fuck! Like, yeah, wrestle like with a, it for about five minutes. <laughs> I know. Really. It's like five hours. Get out of here, yeah. guys. You guys are both exaggerating. All right? We've been chilling here for more than a few uh, hours. All right? Yeah, the fucking Patriots lost. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, How'd you going to bring that up? I know. I'm going to go with Isaiah Thomas. Okay. I am. I really want to go Marcus Smart on this one. I thought you were going to go Kyrie, bro. Uh, nope. 
Nope. <laughs> Didn't even cross my mind, actually. Uh, but no, I'm going to go with Isaiah Thomas, man. I got it. Isaiah crossed my mind. I mean, I, I sort of see the decade as, like, it's hard for me to include the big three in this decade, even though they were, because it was sort of like... Towards the end of that, like yeah, it was still fun. Yeah, it was I, still fun. I just bro. think I think 2010 is the biggest reason yeah, but, yeah. why, in my opinion, why I had to go with Paul Pierce. Like 10, 11, 11. I guess to a certain extent, but 12. 12 was good. 13, even after, like I said, after Rondo went down, like everyone was like, "Oh, they're they're done." And Paul was like, "No, no, everyone get on my back." And and KG, you know, averaging double doubles. Yeah, but I but I think I think I, to me Isaiah like. Yeah, because if that 2012 team goes to the finals, I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. For, yeah, for you at least. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I but, but they didn't. You know, going back to Rondo real quick. Yeah. Rondo, Rondo carried that squad in 2012. Yeah, but I just I sort of like Isaiah. <laughs> Look like, at George trying to like sway you into no, picking I Rondo. I just sort of like the <laughs> story. Wrong. I like wrong. the story of Isaiah. There's nothing Thomas. wrong with your pick. I'm just yeah. saying. Like, okay. You know. Damn right. There's nothing wrong with my pick. Man, but but, don't, but you, don't shit on the big three either. What do you like the most about the story with Isaiah Thomas? Just him. This his whole thing, man. Little guy comes in. Literally zero expectations. We traded fucking um, uh, Marcus, Marcus Thornton. Thor- no. Thornton. Yeah, I was Marcus gonna say Marcus Thomas. I was like, that's wrong. You trade like a second round pick for the guy. Guy comes in, literally <laughs> overnight turns into that dude the always, best always, player on the team. He always looked so pissed off when he was playing too. Yeah, Marcus Thornton yeah. always looked like he was so mad. <laughs> but he, he wasn't a bad player. He wasn't, but it was just like he would ball out, but like never yeah. crack a smile. Yeah. Or, like, anything. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it to Isaiah. Definitely wasn't uh, happy when he got traded either. No. Uh, going to be coming to be the sixth man of the year. Well, not really. He wasn't sixth man of the year. Well, I think he? yeah. I think initially when he got traded, he was that was like his. Well, it was his sixth role. Man. Yeah. yeah, he was a sixth man, and then uh, then he comes in and just turns into an all star, turns into an all NBA player, MVP candidate, brings his team on his back. Nah, that that whole run to me, like, and you know, it's sort of more recent than the big three, but that whole run sort of defines the Celtics decade. Like to me, like don't count us out, that kind of thing. Right? That that kind of like yeah. that kind of like whoa, Boston shouldn't be doing any of this right now. And Isaiah, that core of Isaiah and Jay and Avery, like that, and Marcus, like that, that was awesome. And, and Al Horford, of course, that was a great fucking squad, great squad. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I give it Isaiah. I give okay. it Isaiah. But right. I could be, I could go, I could also easily, easily go Paul Pierce. But I thought that was very cheap. And I thought you were gonna go with Jason Tatum, to be honest. Oh, too soon. How about I go with Tatum? Too soon. That's next decade, baby. That's next decade. <laughs> Get at me in 2030. <laughs> Welcome into episode 2075 <laughs> of Street Podcast. 2030 when we're looking at Jason Tatum, the 14-time All-Star. I'm just kidding. That's not even yeah, that's not impossible. Possible. 10-time <laughs> All-Star. That's <laughs> <laughs> a decade. <laughs> He made two all-star teams in one year. He's going to throw in stats from, from this decade. Remember when they went away all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals? And almost get, I'm like, bro, that was previous decade. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That counts. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is powered by ExpressVPN. You can stream every NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost, thanks to ExpressVPN. And here's how it works. The NBA offers League Pass, which lets you stream games online. But if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch them all. Some games are blacked out. So what do you do? Fire up ExpressVPN and use it to change your location to a different country. Buy and use the NBA League Pass from there, and boom, no blackouts. And depending on your country, NBA League Pass could cost about $15 for the whole year. 
Doesn't that sound a lot better than $200? ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, and consoles like Fire TV, so you can watch all the games from any device. Even when I'm not watching the NBA, I have ExpressVPN on 24-7 because it also encrypts all my data, keeping it safe from hackers. Enjoy all 1,230 NBA games throughout the season in HD with the world's most trusted VPN. ExpressVPN. Get three months free at VPN.com slash street, after which you can sign up for NBA League Pass at a huge discount. You don't want to miss out on this deal. That's ExpressVPN.com slash street. For three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash street to learn more. Let's get back to this podcast. All right, well, let's get into um, our favorite Celtics moments of the decade. How about that? All right, let's start with Sean. Sean, what do you got? It's the Paul Pierce trade. That's your favorite moment? It's the biggest moment of the decade. It is. It is the biggest moment of the decade. Like, I'm surprised it's your favorite. It is the biggest one. I I never wanted Paul Pierce to be traded. But for Danny Ainge to pull off that heist and get three first-round unprotected picks and a pick swap, you basically turn an aging team into, hey, the team with the most potential to just build a monster. Like, And they're still growing. I mean, they're still – we're looking at it right now. You have their two best players on right now that are on the team are 21 and 22. Three. Twenty-three. Yeah. Okay. Tatum. Tatum's. I mean, sorry, Jalen. Yeah. Jalen, yeah. Yeah. So that is very rare. So that doesn't happen without that Paul Pierce trade. So to me, I don't view it as like they traded Paul because I don't, at, the, at the end of the day, Paul was not going to stay on the Celtics. Like we just had to accept that it was tough to swallow. But the fact that his parting gift is those two players and Marcus Smart. Because they wouldn't have sucked if they had though if they, they wouldn't have got Marcus Smart in that's in that um in that draft, they wouldn't have had um you know, they, they wouldn't have had the capital to go out and make the uh, uh Kyrie Irving trade, which is whatever, but I mean at the same time, that was just pieces that they're able to build out of there. So yeah, I I think that's the uh, that's off court that's number one that's top of my list. On court though. Um, of course, it had to be Marcus Smart related somehow, but okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> and Jason Tatum. He happened to tie both of them. His two, his two yeah. uh, of course. favorite Celtics players had to be tied into this. And Paul answer. Pierce, man. That's not, that's my top three. Yeah. Right there. That's my top three right there. Yeah, those are those are Sean's three favorite Celtics of all time. I could also <laughs> I could also argue the hiring of Brad Stevens was the best moment of the decade. I I mean I could there's or the signing of Al Horford was the best moment all, of the decade. It's funny how it all ties back to the, Danny Ainge because Danny, Danny Ainge had go. the vision. Yes. Danny Ainge had Brad Stevens in mind years before he actually got him. Years before he became the head coach of the Boston Celtics, like you got to give credit for him to look ahead and and see. Hey. <laughs> I knew you were say that. And see one the trade that he needed to make the hardest trade that most GMs would have had a really tough time doing, and of course you know the results of that what he got out of that that trade but also to replace the right head coach with brad stevens and then of course what he did with you know drafting most gms would have drafted markel fultz most gms you know wouldn't have stupid move which sean wanted (laughs) over tatum i did well most gms would have or maybe not most but 
Some GMs. Most GMs would have done that. Wouldn't have. They would have kept it number one. Maybe they don't draft Jalen Brown. Maybe he drafts, you know, somebody else. You know, Angel's like, no, I know who I'm going to draft. And I'm going to get another pick out of the deal, too. And then with that sixth pick <laughs> off of that 2013-14 season, go out and draft someone like Marcus Smart. Maybe another GM doesn't do that. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, I, I do think, though, like, there, there are some crazy moments that have happened off the court for this rebuild. Rebuild really wasn't a rebuild. Bridge. It was. It was a one season. Yeah. Once one bad season. It's crazy. They've made the playoffs every year since. You know? Yep. I mean that that type of like, there's been a lot of on court moments. I get that, but the off court moments. I think for me during this time period, like Danny Ainge just proves he's the best GM in basketball. Like I, I think that's hands down. Danny Ainge. I think. With the trade, with the hiring, with the signings that he was able to do, I think that off-court stuff, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here on a podcast if we were just talking about on-court moments, man. You know what I mean? That off-court stuff is really important, and the Celtics have done it better than anybody else in the league. <laughs> it's funny because for us, when we started the podcast, we were just like, man, like this team's really bad right now. It's like, how many, it's like, it's like, oh, it's how really many listeners are we going to get? <laughs> no, no, the, good, the good thing is, though, we started in the middle of the, of the playoffs. Right. Celtics weren't in it, so we just talked about the playoff games. Yeah, right, right. right. And, and then NBA news. that offseason was tough. We were like, yeah. is it Sullinger's year? <laughs> <laughs> is this the year he's going to step up and be a leader? Bro, I was Chuck on the Green, M- is he going to be... Is he an all-star? I was on the NBA <laughs> trade machine like five times a week. Uh, just trying to put who, everyone in. Who can the Celtics trade for? What's the best option? While Rondo recuperates from his ACL, uh, can Jeff Green just take the reins right now? Can Courtney Lee step up here <laughs> and become a vital piece for this team? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> favorite. The, I, I don't want. That was the narrative. I don't want to give the get past the mic yet. My favorite on court moment has to be going back to my favorite player of the decade is the Isaiah Thomas game against the Wizards. Okay. The fifty three point. Fifty three points after his after on, his on the birthday after his sister died. Yeah. yeah. That. Like I said, reason why I chose Isaiah as my player is the story. That is what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like that stuff doesn't happen, man. And like the heart and soul, of that guy. Like, I don't know. Nah. That's 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 a favorite encore moment. See, that's a, that's the thing though with with Isaiah Thomas. Like everything kind of stems from him. Like where the Celtics are at right now. Yeah. Like if you think about it. After that trade, they obviously make that playoff run. I know they got knocked out in the first round, but no one expected them to be. Uh, no one expected them to even try to fight for an eighth seed. Never mind them actually achieving becoming a seventh seed. You know that they they win. Oh yeah, that that uh that that tie was crazy. That yeah, four they were one. Of, they were one of like yeah. one of like three of the best teams after the All Star break. Going going into the playoffs, that happens. Something sign a, a free agent. Not only not just any free agent, but an All Star free agent for the first time in like thirty plus years, probably like ever. Because of Isaiah Thomas, yeah. Best then you free got a, agent. And then you got another. And then you got another All Star free agent because of Isaiah Thomas. Because going ahead with he he's he's he said it. He's wanted to play with. He wanted to play with Isaiah Thomas. And then and then I, I get. I know he's not here now, but R.I.P. You go from <laughs> Fab Mello. I thought you were going Fab. I, 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 I thought I thought you were going with that. Sounded like we were writing an obituary over here. I didn't know. I know he's not on this roster currently. <laughs> okay, there you go. He's no longer with us. But, you know, <laughs> like, you don't pull off that. If, and, and forget the fact the way it ended, but you don't pull off a trade for Kyrie Irving without Isaiah Thomas yeah. after the season he had. Okay. You know what, too? Which bridged the gap to 
Kemba Walker. To Kemba Walker. No. Talking about um, Kemba, was, Kemba was like, if you know, shit. If this is the squad, I'm just happy to be here. You know what? Also, this this decade's been full of great moments. Another moment. I'm probably hopefully I'm not a lot of moments. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's three All Stars that have been signed in the offseason. Yeah. Because of Isaiah. In this decade, because of Isaiah. couple things I want to bring out. Honorable mentions. Encore moments. The 2018 playoff run with the young guys. Yep. That was awesome. Don't steal my that thunder, w- man. I got one moment in particular that I'm thinking of. Oh, I was just going to say it, I think. What are you going to say? Tatum Duggan on LeBron. Oh, that's a good moment. Yeah, Tatum Duggan on LeBron. That was great. That was great. But that whole run, that whole run, just without Kyrie. Brad and the young guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no. ten, the ten and nine run. Yeah, that was great. It was great. It was uh, oh, the ten and nine run in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> but then one game of the finals. Yeah, yeah. Run. Now run. my moment is the uh, the confetti game in Philadelphia, man. Oh, that yeah, that's night, a great game. That night, everyone just knew it wasn't a matter of if the Celtics were going to win the series against Philadelphia. It was just like how many games, you know, to to grab a three one lead in Philly. Because remember what the narrative was. Well, oh yeah, this team is great, but they they're not going to win on the road. They can't win a playoff game. Al Horford's big fucking defensive and for stop. Al Horford to go off like that, the big defensive stop, the big layup, the yeah. the, the the big play from Brad Stevens out of the timeout, which he did so many times that season, yeah. you know, throughout that 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 run, it just spoke volumes for where this team was as an underdog, as a team that no one expected to to go that far in that playoff run, and then it spoke volumes for what Brad Stevens was able to do to to bring these guys up to to rise to the occasion. Whether we're talking about Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum, I mean, you name it. That like seven or whatever, the main seven eight guys, they all had each other's back. You you knew they were going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they did it with their odds stacked against them. I remember being in the media room, and I talked about the Celtics winning that series. This is before Game One. I talked about the Celtics going to beat the the Philadelphia 76ers in a seven game series, and I was laughed at. Guys, people looked at me like I was crazy. Like, man, you're you're falling way too love with this team. I was like, yo, Philadelphia's not ready for this. Philadelphia's not about this life. Neither are the Celtics, but the Celtics right now they have the momentum, they have the drive, they have home court, and I just feel like Brad Stevens got the most yep. out of his guys, and everybody was so locked in that that was the result. A four one. Series win against Philadelphia when you were the underdog and no one expected you to win, even though you had home court advantage, it just spoke volumes for what that team was at and for what Brad Stevens was able to do from his guys. And let's not forget, that's the game where Sway thought, you know, the uh, the streak of oh, the curse. The, row, the curse. curse. Right. Yeah. That broke yeah. the curse. That, that was the game curse. that broke the curse. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, there's a new curse happening, I think, yeah. right now. But is it, there's another one that I start another one? Yeah, I think you're on another streak. I think you're on another banner. <laughs> Besides New York, though, they did, they did beat the Knicks. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. For those who don't know, Sway's been on the road for some horrible things that have happened to this team over the last couple of years. Just say, 0 and 11. 0 and 11. The, the, the first 11 games I covered on the road, the Celtics lost every single one of them. Were you, there, were you there, in the building was, for Hayward? He was, yeah, I was about to say, he was there. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward, you know, breaking his, yep. breaking his, breaking his that's leg. That's another one. Hey, you were there. That, that was on the road. That was on the road. And, that that was was not, you, and you were there. I think that's one of the 11. And you were there. Yeah. And you were there. I was there. <laughs> Both games in Milwaukee. Uh, both not last season, the year before that. You went on, went to the Miami game, right? Oh yeah, the road trip, three game road trip. They lost every single one of them. Yep. Uh, Miami, Orlando, and Brooklyn. That was when uh in Orlando when Kyrie yelled at Gordon yeah. Hayward mm. <laughs> for no. not getting him the ball. Mm. What was it, Gordon? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I went to actually. I was with him the one top time. moments. I was with him one time. When that we was the first time I covered a road game, game in Houston. In yep. Houston, we went to Houston and a three pointer that should have been awarded. They said it was a two pointer from Bradley. Was it? That's right. 
The NBA said that they got that one wrong, but then Al Horford missed a potential game-winning layup. Yeah. With one second left, it literally just rolled right out of a layup, wide open, missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, way to bring the way to bring the mood down. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how we ended up here. Got to talk about the good. But what bad. I was talking about initially was the confetti game for them to 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 drop the confetti. And I remember too when it happened, too, I was like, "Oh, there's no way that he was that that's a three-pointer." You know, they 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 said it was a two-pointer. Uh, J.J. Redick, game was tied, heading into overtime. Al Horford, the big shot at the end. Great moment. Boom. Ah, I'm surprised. Okay. I'm surprised, right? You went so my turn? For early early player. <laughs> early you, player. You to, think I, oh, I thought you, I thought you, you going to go. I thought you were going to stay consistent with the big three. I don't know. I thought you, yeah. See, I thought you were going to say, oh, when, when they retired Paul Pierce's number. Oh. That would be my favorite moment of the decade. So that that that's. That's what I'm getting at. There are so many moments, man. It's tough to narrow it down to one. No, there is. On court, off court, that type of stuff, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at the big three era, it bled into that decade. So it's it's hard to separate what happened in the last three years to what happened at the beginning. No. Yeah. No. Biggest moment. What do you got? I'm going to say the 2010 run to the game seven of the NBA finals, even though it didn't, it didn't end the way it was supposed to end. That. That starting five is still undefeated, by the way. It's very true. true. That's true. Very true. If Perkins doesn't go down in game six, uh, who knows? Who very, knows? That was a killer. That was a killer. Yeah, it was. Like you smack just... around Dwayne Wade in the first round. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and mind you, the, the Celtics. Bitch. The Celtics win. <laughs> 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 then the Celtics go 500 from, from, from all-star break forward. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So they barely uh, win 50 games. They're yeah. the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only series that they had home court advantages was against Miami. They smack around Miami, four to one, four, bitch, four to one. I thought it was a sweep. No, it was four to one. Oh, no, four to one. one. Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne put up. No, I think it was Paul three Pierce's one. game five, right? winner yeah. made it three. Was it three best of five? No, no, no. They changed it already. Yeah. That was already changed. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's been happening since four guys. Sorry guys. <laughs> yeah, man. That was like fifteen years ago. I apologize. <laughs> Fuck's wrong with you. That's when the Charlotte Hornets were still the Charlotte Hornets originally before the Bobcats. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! So they, so they, you know, they get rid of Miami, no problem. And then, and then comes because and the only reason why uh, I laugh at this now is because of the narrative back then, right? Second round, Cleveland, who had won over sixty games that year, going against Boston, right? Mm-hmm. Celtics have no chance, right? Celtics have not a not nope. They got LeBron. Who's going to stop LeBron? Paul Pierce is done. Kevin Garnett is done. Antoine Jameson is so much better than, than, than Kevin Garnett. Mo, uh, Mo Williams is better than Rondo. Oh, man. What about Ray? Who, who's the equivalent of Ray Yeah, nobody was, nobody better than Ray. Yeah. No, no, yeah. The big three was still there, man. No, 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 no I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The, narrative, the narrative, because we all, we all heard about KG's comments, right? KG was on uh, Bill Simmons' podcast saying that. That's, that's true. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if Delonte was banging LeBron's mom. I don't give a damn. This is about basketball at the end of the day. Talk about top moments of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> For Delonte. Delonte. <laughs> yeah, I'll pound. Go I, don't care. Pound. I don't care what. I don't care if the whole team knew and they didn't want to tell him. Hey. I don't give a damn. But Talk about basketball. They broke, the they broke LeBron. I agree world, with that. I agree with that. The best player in the world had to run to Miami after yep. that series because he said it. And he said it multiple times. I couldn't beat those guys. Exactly. Yep. I don't know why I this is news guys. because he said it. News, yeah. It came out of his mouth. He said that that and was the, the truth. Biggest, Just go look back at it, That was it, the man. biggest reason why he went to Miami. This isn't now, news. Now the narrative is, well, of course the Celtics won. They had three future Hall of Famers and an up-and-coming up Rondo. They had the better team. But I thought, yeah. I thought Cleveland was 
the best team in the league that year. Mm-hmm. I thought Cleveland had won over 60 games that year. I thought they were the unequivocal favorite to go against the Lakers that year in mm-hmm. the finals. Come on. And still, though, the worst part. See, I couldn't pick that run. And Kobe wasn't the MVP of that, I, in that I, series. It was fucking Pau Gasol. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't pick that run because that was that was a a dark moment in my life, that game seven, man. I was out in Springsfield all by myself. I went to well, Patty's. I was, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You told me this story. You were in Springfield. I was, I was torn between that and 2012. But because 2010 was recently more in the news, more, more in the headlines of. You know, she's playing to the headlines. The, the narrative. <laughs> well, I do, I do. You know, in case people missed it. You know, oh yeah. I gotta, you know, make sure people know. And the fact that how quickly the media forgets that every single media person yeah. had the Celtics losing that yeah, series. Yeah, they did. And then that second round, and not and, even, and not even in a close series. They're like, no, nope, four to two at best. And nobody had the Celtics winning against the Lakers either. Of course not. Even after that. Even after that. And the Celtics should have won that. The refs fucking gave away that fucking fourth quarter. That was that still bugs me you know so what bugs much. Me about that series? Game one bugs me about that series. Mm. The Celtics Celtics should have won that game. The refs oh, don't get me started. Yeah, the refs no. <laughs> no, there there was definitely an agenda. There was definitely an agenda in Stern, rest his soul. You know. You're still, still with alive, us. Bro. Oh. <laughs> For now. All right. John, top moment. I already gave oh, you yeah, all you did of them. Give <laughs> I gave you like 17 of them. Yeah, you gave like... I don't know. He goes, this one stems actually for this moment. You, get, you got like top 10 in there. <laughs> all right. One more top moment. No. You know what it was? When the Causeway Street podcast was started. I was going to ask yeah. you to, to, to start your segment. That's what I was going to say. Oh. Sean oh what, about, what about the best Causeway Streets? Oh, we'll save that for the 200th episode. Yeah. yeah coming up. Episode. It's on deck. Yeah, baby. Stay tuned, guys. We got a very keep special that, episode. Keep that in mind now. Best right. moment. Worst moment. We can, we can, we can do it all. Oh, no, worst man. moment. That's not good. It's that time. <laughs> worst guess. It's worst that. guess. Oh, I know. <laughs> I got a gobble. What's that? What's that new name that came on? Oh, the shooting. The shooting coach? No, I'm no the guy. Uh, Art Rondo. I remember Art Rondo. <laughs> he sucked. <laughs> all right, let's look ahead. Let's get some solid talking here. Uh, let's look. Let's look forward to 2020 here. The uh, Raptors managed to snap the Celtics' uh, winning streak Fuckers. at TD Garden Saturday night. But I get the feeling that the Celtics could start another one. I, I think this uh, this is a favorable schedule looking ahead. Here. Oh, yeah. It is favorable, people. This has been great. This is uh, Looking Ahead brought to you by T- Tony Starbar. I got nothing. All right. Yeah, they started following across the street. They started following us after you shot them out. Someone tagged them and they were like, yeah, we'll follow. There's an actual Tony Starbar. Yeah, and they got like <laughs> naked women by holding standing next to like monster trucks. It's in Texas. Instagram, yeah. yeah, we should go. Shout uh, out, shout out to Garrett. Long time fan of the Causeway Street podcast. Oh yeah. He tagged him. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, look ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look ahead. <laughs> All right. Looking ahead. Uh so Celtics, Hornets, three PM tip off. Was this the ninth time they play the Hornets this yeah, year? I, I had to. That's why I was like, "Am I on the right date?" Uh, <laughs> it's in twice it's, in preseason. Out of four preseason games, it's in Charlotte. Twice. It's in Charlotte. By the way, um, Devontae Graham was seemed perfectly healthy out there, Joel. <laughs> seemed perfectly healthy out there. He's balling Don't up. Don't get mad at me. Just balling. Don't get yeah. mad at me. We yeah. recorded that episode. Yeah, like, like two weeks ago. Yeah, like seventeen points in the first I quarter. Said two weeks ago, <laughs> he was going to be out. They said, and then the, the Hornets said. Possibly up to five games, so maybe he wasn't. Well, look fine to me. All right, Just lit up the sun. <laughs> By the way, All Star Devontae Graham, he's got a shot. I don't think it happens, but he's got a shot. Better shot than Jalen Brown. 
Of course. I mean, no, no. the other way. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, Sorry, I'm hung over from the Causeway Street uh, holiday party. He doesn't. <laughs> well, was pretty lit. He doesn't because the Celtics' record is obviously a big reason why. Well, yeah, but Dinwiddie, but, Dinwiddie probably has the better shot. Well, that too, but also. Well, Trey Young. If the Celtics, if the Celtics can get number one seed, which I do think is a possibility, I think it, it's it'll help out Jalen Brown's chances for sure. Can we talk about that real quick? Because I, I just I, there's been a lot of things going on in Twitter lately about. Yeah, man, Sean went off on Twitter. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown's going to be. He's an all star. He's an all star, all star. And I'm like, okay, there's there's a couple of things. Tatum and Kemba are all stars, right? Locks. Yes. Locks. Celtics are going to have a third all star, and how, like Jalen's position is pretty stacked in the East. Well, he's a guard. Number one, it's not that okay. So, so not that many guards that are going off like Jalen Brown. So, Jim Jimmy Butler, you're you, would you take him over Jimmy Butler? Well, would you take him over Kyle Lowry? I would take him over Kyle Lowry. Yes. Would you take him over? See? Uh, <laughs> right. you no, 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 no. I had I had the list. I had the list. I Kyrie, can't, can't, can't put Kyrie in there. He's been no, Kyrie's not in there. Yeah, no, people have been mentioning Kyrie. I'm like, I don't think he's played enough games. No, he hasn't. Like, his no, numbers are there, but he's this injury or depression, whatever the heck's going on with him. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really hurting his chances of making the honor team. And right? at the end of the day, does it matter for the bench? Do they take, like, do they oh, take positions that, into account? I don't think they do. Yeah, they do. They do. They, they'll pick. It's the GMs and coaches that they'll do two guards or two backcourts, two front courts, and I think just like any random. Yeah, pick something like that. whoever deserves it. Yeah, 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 All right, all right, yeah. So I just, I just think that when you do break it down, like, are you gonna take him? Like, if he, if he's gonna make it, he's gonna make it in that last roster spot, and he's gonna be going up against a lot of players. Sabonis. Yeah, that's true. Brogdon. Okay. See, I think the only thing that's really gonna hurt his chances is if, yeah, you look at the numbers and they look, they look incredible. They look like all star numbers. But the the one statistic to me that stands out the most is field goal attempts. Now, those guys you just mentioned, Sabonis's and the uh, Dinwiddie, Joel just mentioned. You know, these guys are taking like 17, 18, 19 shots a game. That's beyond what Jalen Brown is doing because obviously he's the third option for this team. But again, I just think when you look at the past, the way this all star selection has panned out. If you have one of the top records in the NBA, that gives you an advantage over those other guys, right? So if the Celtics are a top team in the Eastern Conference, I think you're more likely to see three All-Stars for the Celtics as opposed to two and someone playing for the Nets or playing for the Hornets making it, you know? I mean, how many times do we see guys get robbed because their team is not that great, Yeah, you know? And I think Jalen Brown could be that guy to take a spot over... Someone else whose Plus, team isn't, isn't a, a, a playoff team. All right, so yeah, if, if you're, I mean, I mean, if you're listing him as a guard too, right? Uh, uh, ben Simmons is technically listed as a guard, right? Okay. Well, he's going to probably start. Yeah, we're talking about reserves here, right? You think Ben Simmons is going to? Well, maybe who's going to start over him? Oh, it could be Kemba. Kemba. Well, I think Kemba has. Kemba a, should. Kemba. Oh, 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 there's two. There's two guards. Kemba has a shot to start, but yeah, there's a second guard. Yeah, if yeah. Kyrie's not in the mix. If, Plus, hold, hold on. You said Simmons, but do you think Simmons is even having that type of an, no, like an all-star? No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. they, he's, a automatic, it, it, it he's an probably, automatic all-star. Like, it would probably be Kemba and Butler. Uh, okay. In the backcourt, if, if I had to guess. So Kyle Lowry, Kemba, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal? You're going to take him over Bradley Beal? No. You're not. Who? Who? Jalen. Well, they can both make it. If you put yeah. him in the go- I'm saying Bradley Beal has more of a shot of starting. 
than, yeah. than Jalen, but it doesn't There's, mean that he there, hurts his chances. It's crowded. It, take Kyrie out the mix. It's crowded. It's crowded in the backcourt. I mean, the way I see it, okay. And they're not going to. This, this is this is one. Do thing. I see? They're it not going to take three Celtics. That's Butler, Simmons, Walker, um, Middleton. I guess it's in the mix. Got to put Middleton in there. And Jalen, that's five. Brad, Bradley Beal. So he has to box out. One of those guys. He's gonna not box out Bradley Bill. I don't know no, about no. I don't know about Middleton. Middleton's missing. I think a lot he of games. boxes out Middleton. No, I don't think you. No, no. There's no way that Bucks can't but be the, the number one the seed record. and then have one all. That's what I'm saying. They can't. That's what that, you think they can, Joel? I don't no, know. That, that they can. That go, I think they can. That goes to my point that the Celtics can grab the number one seed, which I do think is a possibility. If you look at the schedule, it is congested. It's a tough schedule. Whether Did you're playing the Bucks on Christmas, whether you're playing four games a week or not, it's a lot for the Celtics. But they're playing a lot of teams that are under 500. So the Celtics have a really good shot of grabbing a number one seed. I think. I think to between be, now and mid January, that's the only chance that they have. Uh, three All Stars is if they are the best team in the Eastern that's Conference. That's what I'm saying. I think, but that's I just what, don't think that's. I don't. I don't think it's gonna. Happen. I'm not saying Jalen's a lock. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying yeah, he's an All Star. He's putting All Star numbers, and he should be there. I think he's a lock. You think he's a lock? Think it's a lock, bro. Oh, I think you're crazy. But okay. Either way, I think he had more. I think he'd have more luck if you would put him in bro, the, in the bro, bro. forward when you, position. When you but. put together your your little plan in the off season. Oh, he was a big part of it. Okay, then. So then, like, give him his due, bro. I can still be critical <laughs> give him of him. His due. I don't have like, to like suck we talked. We talked. Just <laughs> like no, you better suck him no, off. No, no, no. We talked <laughs> okay, about no, all the stuff we brought up last. He's episode. part of Sean's plan. Suck him off. All the stuff we talked about last. Oh, episode. now Sean's playing back in action. See this? No, but no, it's no. good for his argument. No, Sean's no, no, playing no. the thing. But if you, if you let me finish, I'll explain. Yeah. Everything that we talked oh. about last episode, like two weeks ago, yeah. the Celtics, including Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, have been doing. Yeah. The only difference is they have to do more of this against fucking playoff teams. I hear you. I hear you. And hey, you know what? I'm not taking away anything from Jalen Brown. I think he's obviously had I mean, the best season of his career. They both have the, the same a, amount of three uh, thirty point games. They're legitimately, yeah. they're legitimately the the future of the team. The reason why I said don't panic that Kyrie's leaving, don't blow it up, just build around these guys, and you'll be okay. And I think that you're that's that's the core of the team in the next the next ten years. Legitimate ten years, you have these two guys. On the I team. just think if you look at the Celtics' track record, right? There's a couple of things that stand out the most to me, right? Number one is they faced a lot of teams that have uh, winning records. They face a lot of really good teams, and they've done a, like an amazing job, if you really think about it. They've not only been all the top teams, but they've also done it in such a tough stretch where you're still trying to figure things out. And I think when you couple that with the fact that they haven't, they still haven't lost to um, a team that's under 500. They're 12-0 against teams that are under 500. Well, that's the Kings. Maybe at the time. Yeah, at the time. Maybe they were like two and three. Yeah. But now, if you look at all the teams that they lost against, that's what I'm saying. They play the Kings so early. Well, maybe not two and three, but you know what I mean. (laughs) They play those teams so early. But if you look at them now, it's like, okay, well, what more can you ask for a team that's sitting in the top in the East or at least one of the top teams in the East? They haven't lost to teams under 500. Yeah, they lost to the team like the Raptors, but they're, you know, Raptors, Philly. All the losses that they've compiled have been against teams that are going to make the playoffs. And I think if you look at the, fa- the the record, I mean, if you look at the schedule, if you look at January, they're not playing a lot of those teams. This is a really good chance for the Celtics to lock in a top two team, uh, a top two seed in the Eastern Conference. And I think that they're eventually going to grab the number one seed before the All Star break. I do. I think that's how good they've been playing. Ooh, really good off to the like 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 that never happens when Sean brings up. Uh, can we talk <laughs> about this real quick? Can we just mention this real quick? Real quick, real quick though. 30 That's the cue. Later. That's the cue right there. 
45 minutes later. All right. So Celtics go uh, to Charlotte. Spend New Year's Eve in Charlotte. Everyone's got to be stoked about that, huh? <laughs> I know. Uh, my boy um, Kemba Cedric, was, Cedric Maxwell is psyched. Oh, Kemba's going to be hitting all the hot spots. He, he knows he knows the spots. He grew up there. He saw that. He circled that on his calendar when the schedule first came out. Nice. And then Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. I guess that's part of the schedule. Happy fucking New Year again. All right. <laughs> then it's uh, Hawks come to Boston on the 3rd, which is Friday. Back to back, they get the Hawks and Bulls. Yo, shout out to Trey Young balling out. Yeah, Trey Young, Trey another All Star. That's an All Star. That's yes. an All Star. Yeah. That's an All Star. Oh, you know what I'm saying about Trey Young? No, he mentioned him earlier. I did I, mention I didn't him. Did. Question, but yeah, he is an All Star. I did. Jalen Brown's gonna have a hard time making the All Star team. Let's just put that put that out there, people. Stop stop getting so. You know, everyone's gonna have their panties listen, in a bunch. Listen, 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 listen. Okay, listen. okay, okay, let's do. Let's let's let's, let's two update back cords, this. Two front cords, and then like two whatever players. Let's update this then. Trey Young, Kemba Walker. Um, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal. I don't think Simmons is gonna make it, man. I don't and Jalen Brown, Simmons, bro. And Jalen Brown. Simmons is not having an All Star type of year. I don't, I don't care if you say he's automatic or not. He's not, yo. Simmons is not. I just, I, I, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and fight you on that, guys. Fuck Middleton, guys. Middleton's and Middleton's gonna make Wait it. That's what I Wait mean. Wait a minute, he's made threes, guys. Come on, he made one. <laughs> Grant Williams has made more. All right, yeah, and he's and he's attempted. I know, right? Him and Grant, Grant Williams has made more. All right, Hawks, Celtic, Hawks, Celtics, Middleton's Celtics, the Bulls. Wild That's the how we end ball. the week. That's how we end the week. Three and zero. Oh. Come on, three and zero. Oh. It's got to be three and zero. Oh. Those last two. We got Hornets, Hawks, Hawks, Bulls, and uh, Hawks are Friday, and then they travel to Chicago. They go from Boston to Chicago overnight and then play in Chicago. It's a tough little, it's a little trap game. Oh, oh, Zach Levine, bro. All right, I'm gonna head up. <laughs> Fuck. Is he on your fantasy squad? He is. He's like, he's like my <laughs> best yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, just like. 30 points a game, it seems like, man. I mean, the Bulls do suck, though. The Bulls do suck. So, I, And also the Hawks suck. So, But I'm just saying, in our little Celtics bubble, sure, Jalen Brown could be an all-star. But and maybe is he playing like an all-star? I'll give that to you. He's playing at an all-star level. He's not going to make the all-star team, though. He's just not. It's just not going to happen. You just don't want this to happen. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. What if Tatum doesn't make it and Jalen does? You will have an aneurysm. I'll fucking punch <laughs> punch, punch a wall. You will have an aneurysm. I'll lose my fucking shit. I'll, I'll march to the NBA offices right now. <laughs> lose my shit. You'd be so mad. Fucking spaz. <laughs> Never get off Twitter. What the All fuck? caps, all misspelling, just fucking spazzing. This is the travesty. <laughs> I can't feel my left side, but I don't give a shit. He'd go all Tommy Heinsohn on everyone. Uh, this is an outright. Tommy doesn't have a stroke, man. What? What? Bah humbug. Anyways, Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, what about Drogage, bro? Oh, yeah, I'm done. What about Deion Waiters? No one's. All right. What about edibles? No, I'm just kidding. All right, oh, Drove. Let's get into our That's final all I got. segment. Uh, the way we wrap up every single episode here on the Cause Your Podcast, we take our trip around the NBA with Joel's In Case You Missed It. 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 Joel, what did we miss? What happened in 2010? What's the story? So start there. All right. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> Give us some of the greatest moments. So rumors have been running rampant that the Delonte and LeBron, Miss LeBron, were an item. And oh, everyone shit. knew except for him. He was... And according to Stephen A., he was done dirty in Cleveland. Mm. <laughs> Even Dale Gilbert knew and didn't say shit. Is that a good reason to leave? Dan Gilbert said that's why he quit games, all the games that they lost. Game, game two, game four, game six. Just look at it. And then Stephen A. got way too excited. Was like, Dan Gilbert knew about it too. 
All right. In case you missed it, <laughs> he used to pay for. We'll fast forward to. Uh, he used to pay for her taxi rides and everything to go see, <laughs> to go see Delonte. <laughs> he would comp it. We'll fast forward to 2019 as the uh, we had to wrap up the year. And uh, speaking of wrapping up, no, we're not talking about condoms. We're talking about Walter McCarty. Wait, what? Zach Randolph. Oh, okay. Has wrapped up his NBA career. Oh, man. Called it a day. I mean, 17 years. Really? And I, even though he hasn't played since March of 2018. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> he is officially. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's official now. He's okay. retired. He's put in his paperwork. Oh, man. He put his papers in. So, uh, we all, we all, you know, we all know Zebo as uh, someone who was a essential piece of the, uh, the Trailblazers back in the day. Big Z. And then um, he made stops in New York, the Clippers. And of course, the uh, the grit and ball Memphis Grizzlies, the Jailblazers, and the grit and balls. The grit and balls. <laughs> I love that squad, though. Come on, man, Mike Conley, Randolph, sorry, Marcus Saul. Not, not grit and balls, grit and grind. My bad. I was thinking of Kevin Kevin Garnett. I'm gonna take. <laughs> I, I I really like those Blazers teams, though. Like those dysfunctional Blazers teams. No, <laughs> like that. Was I was awesome. talking to Tim uh, Tunis at the Cosby uh, Street Holiday Party, and was talking about. Tim Donahue, like you know, mentioning all the all the teams that you know because of him they won championships, and then he was saying all the teams like, and then me and Tim were talking about what about the teams he screwed over, like the fucking the 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 uh, the Kings, and and two thousand no two thousand right, Sacramento Kings oh that was later no two thousand two two thousand two two thousand one was the Blazers and then Tunis brought up Kings. he thought the Trailblazers were screwed he thought there was some iffy calls in that game seven oh yeah that's in that report man and I don't know. I don't know about that game because I, I don't I don't remember seeing anything and the, and the, and that King series 2002 I remember seeing some iffy yeah, calls yeah. obviously you know San Antonio and <laughs> that's Tim's favorite subject San Antonio and, and Phoenix well yeah Darnie in 2007 Darnie here wrote in his book that there had there had to be a game seven yeah Zebo calls it uh, calls it a career uh, after averaging 16.6 points and 9.1 rebounds is he a Hall of Famer guys no okay that's a hard no yeah yeah it's tough. What is he like a four-time All-Star? Two-time. No, <laughs> Not a Hall of Famer. I was surprised. I thought he was an All-Star. I mean, he must have been one of those guys that you know. Every year, there's always a, yeah. He's like Jalen Brown. There's always a guy that's <laughs> oh shit. Sure. Uh, there's always there's always a too soon. Every year, there's always a player that should have made it. You know, someone like someone like a Dame Lillard, for example, who's Zebo. just now making All-Star teams. Yeah, yeah that's true. Zebo's Zebo's one Zebo's of those guys. that guy. Yeah, you know, Chris like Chris Webber. Chris Webber was what, a four-time All-Star. You really thought he would have made the All-Star team a lot more. Four time, five time. I'll moment. tell you this though: for someone like him, though, I feel like those players that could still contribute or at least try to contribute, I think those days are over now. Oh man! So that so that means Marcus All is not going to be a big contributor to the Raptors no, this year, bro. No, Marcus is also a lot lot younger than. It also means that he's up there though. People aren't going to yeah. see someone like Jamal Crawford ball out in the playoffs for some team that's competing for a playoff. I mean, that's for, for, for a championship. He's a shooter. Shooters, 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 yeah, shooters, shooters are ageless. Shooters are more ageless, but I just feel like nowadays, Shooters though, gonna shoot. And he's he still got that. It's such a young man's It's such a young man's game nowadays, <laughs> man. It's such a young man's game. Like, that used to be the thing. Remember? When the used yeah. To used to get PJ Brown. Used to grab aging Sam Cassell. Men. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or aging guards or aging big men. Troy Murphy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Big Troy, Starberry, Michael Finley, like you know, <laughs> yo, Michael guys, Fe- yo, why uh, did he play in that fucking run, dude? Two thousand. Michael wouldn't have made a difference. Like, Michael Pietras. Like, nah, he made a difference. Though. He was like twenty nine, exactly. but okay. Exactly. I'm talking about guys who were like at the tail end of their careers, Keon trying Dooley. to cling on. You're just not going to see that anymore. Like it's just a young man's game nowadays. It is nowadays. If you're you thirty five, you're done. You got the rookie. You rather have the rookie. Thirty five now is you're done. 
You know? So Vince, Vince is not going to. I mean, but that's the thing, though. Now it's not, you're not clinging on to a team that's trying to make, to trying to win a championship. You're clinging on to a team that's up and coming and you can help the youngsters. You can help mold the youngsters. Real quick. That's the new aging star now. They, when, that's, that's their role. When did the Celtics play the Hawks? Because then I think that's the first game that Vince will officially have played in all four decades. Don't start with this again, bro. <laughs> Don't start that's with true. this. <laughs> what did Sean say? Sean thought that it was. Did he, did he start playing when he was 10? Yeah. <laughs> Sean goes, How is that possible? He started playing in the league when he was 10. Uh, <laughs> He's only 40. There's no way he played in three different decades. Ridiculous. Uh, I'm like, how are you not getting this? He was born. I mean, he was drafted in '98. Same year as Popeyes, bro. <laughs> played throughout the 2000s. If Popeyes was still playing, he would be that, so, in, that in that category as well. <laughs> so he was drafted when he was one. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, you played the 90s, 40 years. Drafted in the '90s. Played in 2000, 2010. That is the first. Teens. That is the first game of 2020. For the Hawks, I'm like Sean. He wasn't born in 1998. He was drafted in 1998. <laughs> so as he came out the wound, just went straight to league. Yeah, Celtics could make a little trade for Vince Carter. That'd be a nice little bench piece. Well, speaking of trades, oh, or possible targets that Celtics might be looking at. Oh, don't even say. I hate this. Go ahead. Dwayne case, Dedman. In case you missed it, Dwayne Dedman. Ah, oh, that's the dumbest thing. Requested a trade from the uh, Sacramento Kings. The, uh, the barely 500 Sacramento Kings. I actually brought him up as a potential uh, I did waiver too. signing. Yeah. No, you never brought him up. I did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Come on, man. Don't Dwayne. fucking. He ain't fooling nobody. He's a veteran. He's a veteran. No, he was, he, was, he, was, uh, he was promised starter minutes, and he's only, so far, he's only been playing like 14 minutes a game. Maybe that's because he's Dwayne Dedman, and he's not very good. And he's been benched for eight of the last 10 games. Coach's decision. DMPs. And he's only averaging about 4.8 points a game. They're not missing him, huh? That's weird. <laughs> so this will sign him in March. Yeah. Well, not yet, though. Cut him. Don't here's, trade for him. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Right. They're not, like not going to cut him because he just signed a three-year deal. Well, no one's going to trade for his ass. So no one's going to trade for him. He's making 13 mil this year. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm saying no, I'm not saying no one. The Celtics won't. You know what was interesting? <laughs> Saturday night. Unless you want to throw in Marcus Smart in there. Saturday night. Hey, you'd have to throw in, like, uh, Tyson. Dunleavy from the Warriors was in the building. Dennis. Wasn't that kind of weird? That's weird. Yeah. What's up with that? I feel like he was scouting because they're going to make a trade. I don't know if he was scouting for the Celtics or the Raptors. Oh, please trade Carson Edwards. But <laughs> you still on that? I Was I right about it? He could have been there for the Raptors, though. I don't know. That's true. But I, I don't think that's a coincidence. Like, I think he was scoping out somebody. Yo, he, he, didn't just, for Dray- he didn't just Draymond. go to the garden to go watch a basketball game. Like, there's a reason why he was there. If we're, Danny's moving, making a move for Draymond Green, bro. Now that, that, sir, no, would man. be that's not happening. That's a, he just, wild. His extension just kicked in this season, bro. That's you would have to put a lot of pieces together to Draymond get to get Green that in Boston because then that, that affects your boy. It's even Tatum getting a Joel, new deal. Joel, though, Draymond Green and Marcus Smart on the no, I think same you'd have to you'd team. have to put Hayward in the deal. You'd have to trade Hayward. Yeah, that's fine. But then, like I'm saying, going forward, cap wise, that's gonna affect that's gonna affect fucking. Oh, no, because if something happened, guys, remember you heard this because um, no, happen. Tatum Tatum would be you can fit that him in because he's your player. You get the bird rights. It'd be fine. That happened. I, he just hates Draymond Green. I don't hate Yeah, that. you do. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a Draymond hater. I was like, why are you shutting this down? Oh, yeah. yeah I spoke, you I hate spoke Draymond. highly Draymond Green during the playoffs last really, year. I really, I, I think that's, that's sort of the missing piece right there for us. If you then have a starting lineup of 
Yo, um, if he was a, listen, so you you would you would trade listen, Draymond? Listen, you would trade Horton, Hayward Hayward for for Draymond? Hayward Hayward would, Memphis pick and Joel? Would you? I, no, I wouldn't. If you were able to get him without Hayward in the Memphis pick, here you go, Golden State. He's proven this year why he isn't boom, as good boom, boom. as he was when he's yeah. playing with All Stars. I got a little rejuvenation Yo, here, I'm, man. I'm, this is I'm 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 feeling that vibe right yeah, now. Yeah, man. Joel, no, you Joel, say no. Joel's not for no. not for Hayward. Hard no. Uh, I mean, I, I if, you can, if you don't can't touch, if you don't touch the core five, we don't know if who the core the five Warriors, is. If you're the Warriors, looks pretty good right now. And then you could couple him option him with in next Steph year. Curry yeah. and Clay Thompson when they come back next year. That's not Yo, a bad deal. You could Warriors, option him, see how he plays. If he's not as good as he thought he was going to be, the Warriors are, let him walk. Are worse off right now than the Celtics when it comes to big men. They're going to get rid of their their only quote unquote big man. Yeah, but the pick would be yeah, they, you give you the enticing part of it. Yeah. And Gordon Hayward, who you could probably you keep on a thirty thirty million dollar contract. <laughs> Both of you guys know damn well that the Warriors could use some first round draft picks right about now. Ah, uh, yeah, they realized they have to start thinking about the future. They right realized, now. whoa, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is she what we have. Go, she can go south this, real quick. This happened very quickly, <laughs> and we were not prepared <laughs> for real. Like, whoa, we had four All Stars last year. We have zero now. What <laughs> the real. fuck? We had we had two MVPs. Now we have zero. Thirty games in, we have seven wins. Okay, all big, right, big win on Christmas. Aaron, yeah. up to Eight wins now, bro. Actually, after nine, they beat the Suns last night too. Yo, remember we heard it first. Draymond to Boston, baby, make it happen, Danny. All right. In case you missed it, former Celtics player and assistant coach. Oh, here we go, Walter. Walter McCaddy. Uh oh. This is some what you like to call, or oh, what some would call, in some hot water right now. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good way to put it. When it comes to uh, that's one way to put it. These uh, supposed allegations, should we say? I don't know. They're all, all allegations at this point. There's nothing we've been proven against Walter. I got your back, Walter. All right. All right. You know, free Walter. For those who don't know, I love Walter. The, uh, free Walter. Evans, men's basketball coach, who uh, recently just upset Kentucky. Big stuff. That was a great game. Yeah, he's having such a good season. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, which was probably the biggest upset in school history. He's been placed on uh, leave. As of a few days ago. And in a statement, he's on uh, administrative leave after officials received reports about the coach's off-court behavior, including a recent Title IX violation. Mm, that's never good. Oh, so what's a Title IX violation, you might ask? Hmm. That's uh, things to do with the uh, sexual harassment nature, sexual... Misconduct. Misconduct, if you will. Verbal, visual, physical, all, all types of shit. Nothing good. If you want a, like a hardcore, oh, that's a poor choice of words, sorry. You want a, uh, <laughs> more of a description, a better description, you know, offensive, frequent remarks about a person's sex, uh, harassment of the sexual nature. All right, we got it, bro. All we right, got it. Got okay. it. Oh, got Jesus it, right. Christ, what is he okay, fucking sorry. reading out of the law book? Man? <laughs> I went Make to sure the, you cover all these fucking I went to the official uh, Evansville policy. Oh. On book on that on the title nine they said this violation yeah, they, they say, say if you're gonna bring this up you gotta talk about I got, this. yeah I, got, I have to be careful because we don't want to get sued here on the college street podcast no and neither the clns shout we, out to you guys we, we'd all have to close up shop <laughs> CLNS nick would be very boys. upset yeah. Nick would be like what the fuck guys <laughs> i'm out of business <laughs> because of you had to make a joke about walter <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> i'm not the owner of any of the like 50 podcasts that i had <laughs> god <laughs> done because of you guys what the fuck <laughs> we start going to like Facebook Live. That's yeah. our podcast now. <laughs> and we keep getting shut down. We have no platform. Yeah. Now. No. So the school said that <laughs> we the uh, shut down. The school is saying that there's a national there's a national law firm that was conducting this this probe, 
of the uh, and we want to make sure that the school will make a fair and informed decision on McCarty's status based on results. So, so he wasn't fired. He so wasn't, wasn't fired. It wasn't anything. There's an investigation that's been launched. So right now he hasn't been proven of anything illegal. No, just alleged, alleged reports, I guess. So I think it's fair to say, um, alleged allegations. If I had to guess, whoever's involved with Walter McCarty is of age, right? Because if this is a freshman we're talking about, if it, he's fired immediately, right? It, well, if we're Whoa. saying it's a student, I mean, I, yeah. we don't know if it's a yeah, student. Yeah, yeah, right? Well, what I'm trying to say, yeah. the way I'm looking at it is the the age yeah. of the individual. Because like, if it was, was underage, it would have been fired. That uh, been that's what I'm saying. That's my point. No investigation. Yeah. Yeah. So something's weird's going on. I don't know. Well, McCarty was hired in March of 2018, and pretty much according to uh, several reports, since he's been hired, there's been numerous. Complaints, Title nine sexual complaints? nature, Title Nine. Com- well, Damn. I mean, I think alleged, alleged. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it, man. If you're Walter McCarty, man, just stay off of campus, man. Like, yeah, you, and he's from there, so he could just go to like anywhere. Exactly. Like people know who he is, and you can't hide. You're Walter McCarty. Everybody's gonna know. Hey, Walter. <laughs> All that's right. How he, that's how he is when he walks down the street. And not for nothing, too. Like, if that's your thing, like if <laughs> if, if that's the age group you're into. You can't just go down the street to the community college. Like you can't just like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, but like, makes a good point. Am, makes I, good am point. I wrong here? He makes a good point. You don't have to go. Like, bro, you work there. Hold on, hold on, hold you hold work on. at this school. Yeah. So you, I know. I know what you're saying. Don't Put a little more extra eat. effort. In. Exactly. But are you saying the same thing for someone like? I don't know. R. Kelly, who was into. No, oh, no, 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 no. That's a whole nother different conversation. We already we already established. They are of age. No, but I'm talking exactly of age. Adult. Consent is don't, there. Don't, don't bring no, R. Kelly the, into this. The, yeah. uh, no, but drop the, the R word. No, the the fact that you were like if that if that's your thing, like that's just weird. How old is McCarty? He's got to be in his forties. In his forties, late forties. Hey, mm. I have a friend, mid forties. I have a friend in the also 40s. an R and B singer, by the way, dating a twenty five year old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with anything, but mm. he's he's in his right. mid he's in his mid forties. Mm. What's that? Some people like young girls. Some people choose young, but not young. Like that. Oh, so that that we know of. Well, like what? like we yeah. said, if he's not fired on spot, or if he's not he fired from the initial report, then this this individual is over twenty one. Let's Could just be say that, right? Could or be strange, 20. but he didn't break a law. Right. All right. So according to the university, the university has received reports of unwelcome <laughs> conduct by Coach McCarty since his arrival in, in March of two thousand eighteen. And now I feel like a scumbag. Jeez. We have uh, I mean, <laughs> we have counseled him about his behavior in the last two weeks. The university received a troubling report about. Coach McCarty's interactions with members of campus community. Yes, he's definitely a campus person. We have placed Coach McCarty on leave while the incident is being investigated. The university will make a fair and informed decision on Coach McCarty's status based on the results of the investigation. Mm-hmm. Coach McCarty has enjoyed great success with our men's basketball program and is a popular figure throughout the community. But, but he's coach, a freak. But po- <laughs> freak. <laughs> no, that's not what they said. <laughs> but Coach McCarty's success does not in any way outweigh the need to uphold the standards that define our university. This sucks because he was probably going to be like, this is probably his last year at Evanville. He would have gone to a big program next year. No, 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 no. This sucks because his career is over. Yes. Yeah. His coaching it's career is done. Whether College nothing comes out, career. Whether nothing comes out of this. Career. You could probably get him in the NBA. So. I don't know, man. Unless, it's, unless, unless Brad is like, yeah, 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 yeah come back. I come mean, back, he come back could, but he's not going to sign up next year. Like, nah, he has to yeah. wait a while. Now, there's, there's female coaches on his Celtics coaching staff. Oh. You, think, you think, you know, no, you have no. McCarty to come back to that? No. I don't know. No, no, something's no. is completely out of the question. That's not, <laughs> Absolutely. That's Title not. nine, baby. 
You got Title Nine. Yeah, that stuff. And f- did I give you a T-shirt when you get Title Nine? <laughs> what? No, they what? do not. <laughs> what I do don't mean? know, man. Oh, oh, I walk around with it like, yeah, like, 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 oh, I'm a Title Nine offender. Scarlet letter. I'm a Title Nine offender. Like you have to wear that you all the time. Wear it all the time. No, no, that's not the case. Well, like, like a, I don't know, like man. Like, registered sex offenders. Seems like they could. You know, I'm wishing for the best for Walter McCarty, but it's it's not looking good. From from what I'm hearing too, it's not looking good. Look. It's not looking good at all. And the era that we live in now, like, he's tainted. Like I said, whether he comes out clear of all the, all whatever, these alleged accusations or whatever the case may be, he's tainted. He ain't going to yeah. coach again. It's the Me Too era. We've talked about this so many times. He ain't going to sell no more R&B once records. Your, once your name is in that space of inappropriate sexual behavior, that's it. You're done for him. Mm-hmm. In 2020, uh, you're done for. That's I mean, it. If he's walking around constantly with fucking condoms on on his person, then I don't know what to tell you. Maybe he's a... Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> he seems like someone that carries you know, condoms around, you know? <laughs> Constantly. Or he doesn't. That's why I got into this predicament to begin with. But we'll see. We'll see when the facts come out. Joel, what else we missed? All right. In case you missed it, um, we didn't record for this. I just want to get your guys' take real quick on this because I can't believe all of this is happening over a little cup of ice cream. Otherwise known as a frosty, oh man! In the city of oh, Philadelphia, oh yeah, because apparently this isn't the first time that Sixers fans yell whatever the fuck they want to you know NBA players. Yeah, when I was there for the first game of the season, they uh, they got that frosty. I forget who was the person who missed the. Uh, <laughs> I forget who missed the two free throws. Poor but guy, poor guy, missed the free throws. They did get the frosty. So as soon as I found out the reason, I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's a thing in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. So Isaiah Thomas was suspended two games by the NBA for uh, confronting a fan when he walked into the stands because this fan was yelling out obscenities, including fuck you, bitch, several times. And when Isaiah confronted the fan to say, yo, chill the fuck out, like, you know, <laughs> be a fan. You know, I'm a man at first. And he was like, I'm sorry, Isaiah. I just wanted a frosty. Yeah. <laughs> because Isaiah missed the first free throw and he made the second. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Got to miss two in the fourth you, quarter. If you take a man's frosty. <laughs> Mind you, the game was already out of reach. Anything's game. <laughs> it was out of reach. Yeah, but to Isaiah's credit, though, I mean, he didn't, like, run up on the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he went to the most. He didn't scream at him. Weirdest thing. Yeah, which is more like, Excuse yo, man, sir, what's your can, problem? Can you I stop mean, yelling at me? The thing that I don't, I don't like about this is, yeah, great, the fans were ejected. Yeah, great, you know, the seats that they were in. Uh, those season it was a season ticket holder. There, those tickets got revoked. How mad are you if you're that season oh. ticket holder, like, dude? Okay, great, but the two game suspension, the fact that the way Isaiah handled that, he lost probably like what, like two million maybe in, in uh, in because of you, when you get suspended, you don't, you don't get paid or whatever. And I bet you probably got to find additionally. Yeah, so I was gonna I say think, it's a lot think less. Says, I, I, I think his whole contract is two million, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. a little less than that. Oh, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. He's on oh. a, he's on a veteran's minimum contract. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. So maybe it wasn't that much. My yeah. bad. My point is, it's been tough times for Isaiah. It's like yeah, both guys. It's like it's like when refs give double text. They're like, all right, you yeah, know, y'all both were in the wrong, you know, whatever. It's but just they I made just an example feel like, of them. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like though other players like Westbrook last year, and I think um, who else? It was a couple. It was a couple like you know like all star guys mm-hmm. that were just like. No, I want to stand removed for saying what they said. I believe Isaiah did tell Wizard Security, and I don't know if they reacted right away, mm. but I don't know. And this, in the situation after, obviously, the malice in the palace, you know, they don't want no, no one walking in, onto, into the stands or vice versa, fans going onto the court, safety for both, for both. But at the same time, there's got to be something that has to be put into place. And I know the NBA did kind of do that already. 
with their new policy of, you know, like zero tolerance when it comes to fans talking or saying inappropriate things to players. Right. I mean, it's, it's another example of this ongoing pattern. Like we saw with Marcus Smart in Denver. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Marcus Smart. Actually, happened there. He actually told me, he told me personally, I asked him about it. We, we, we spoke briefly about it, but he did say that he filed a complaint with the NBA. Now, whatever happened after that, whatever transpired, you know, a- after he, after that complaint, we don't know about because it's not public knowledge. The NBA hasn't released anything. Yeah. But I just think this is another example of, of, a fan just doing whatever he feels like or doing whatever he wants to say, saying whatever he wants just because of where he's sitting. And and I think also at the same time, okay, you revoke that guy or whatever, you know, he's not going to be able to go to a game anytime soon. But does that mean it's going to stop though? Like, yeah. is this, like this is going to keep happening yeah. over and over. I don't know what the NBA can do ultimately to, to correct this, but I don't think suspending him for two games is the, is the, is the, the answer, the answer, like at the end of the day. I get it. No fan should no no player should jump into the crowd, and maybe they just want to make an example out of Isaiah. But it's it's tough. It's a gray area when you does, think about it. It does seem like though the NBA players are a lot more sensitive to this bullshit than than they were five years ago. It's like Whoa, the weirdest thing. Fans like, are more ballsy now than they yeah, were yeah. years ago. Yeah. And think of another league where the yeah. fans are as close to the players yeah, as the NBA. No, that but most no other league is like that. Most of these like fan player interaction, you see it right away on social media. Everyone's got their phone out, and, waiting to scan a reaction. And, and right. that's what they want. Yeah, they want that's a reaction. That's what they want. You're a celebrity for a day or two or exactly. a week or whatever the case oh, may be. Viral. Like remember the guy who said uh to Kyrie, Hey Kyrie, where's LeBron? Oh, stuck my dick. Got fine, Kyrie got fine, but that that uh you know, I and I know it was different because they yeah. didn't really curse at him or he didn't say anything inappropriate. But like, where's the line though? When it comes to both, both and, sides. And then you got those Celtics fans, you know, asking where Kyrie was and saying that he sucked. You know, I mean, it's just, it was vicious, you know. It's not cool, man. The whole, the whole stadium <laughs> should have been fine. Right. <laughs> That's what I mean. Sensitive motherfuckers. I think, I think the Celtics are looking into that. They're, they're investigating that as we speak. <laughs> Whoever was yeah. involved in those chants. Yeah. No, but the smart thing. Ban them though, from the arena. Ban. The smart thing, ban. Though, smart has a point, though, about saying, like, if I was a fucking all-star, superstar, this wouldn't have been a problem. Oh, no question. You know what I'm saying? Because no even question. the Nuggets, even the Nuggets came out afterwards. If were like, LeBron like, oh, goes, we investigated. We didn't see nothing. If LeBron goes to the official and complains, that guy's kicked out immediately. Done. But not Done for Marcus deal. Smart. Uh, that's my dream is one day for LeBron to try to kick me out of a basketball game because I got to, <laughs> I got to him. You know what I mean? That'd be great. Love that man. <laughs> see? see, imagine that story. For see? Sean, do you to go viral? See, that would be epic. You have you would you would have as a lot of fans do. They have, uh, you know, an agenda. <laughs> Let's see how pissed off. This yeah, guy but in get. Boston, though, Sean would be king. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Everybody would be like, man. I was like, we'll pay, we'll pay for your, your, you know, yeah. your, your fine if you did get fined. I, I can watch the games at home, man. That's, That's cool. You know, he was cool. like, you know what? I don't like going to the garden anyways. I'll just go and watch the game. I really didn't think they're doing that. <laughs> we'll pay for your fine, and we'll all subscribe to this Cause Issue podcast. <laughs> it's, it's dark. <laughs> yeah, you know. Let's tear the black. I don't know. I don't know how I like this. So, well, that will do it for this last 2019 edition of In Case You Missed It. In the decade. Okay. In the decade. Wow. Yeah, I keep forgetting there's a new decade. Can't believe 20 years ago we're all worried about. What are we calling this one? We're worried about, you know, shutting off your computer on the the 31st because, you know, your computer might go back to 1900s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then kill you. Or getting your money out from your bank because, you know, you're going to lose your money. Everything's going to go away. Just just throw your cash underneath your mattress. You'll be all right. Oh, and Robin Williams dropped the song uh, Millennium, remember? Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Hey! <laughs> Podcast. Hey, okay. all right. As always, you know, <laughs> follow us on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com. Log on. For all your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. Of course, once again, I know we, we say this like every, I don't know, I feel like once a month or so, but thank you for uh, our subscribers, our, our, our listeners, our diehards, uh, people who've been following us, people our who tweet one. us, our day one, uh, people who may have just started listening to the podcast a few months ago, who shot us out on Twitter and everything. We appreciate the love, appreciate the support. Even though that shit on us as well. And we have, <laughs> appreciate you guys too. And uh, you already know, man. We got we got plenty of uh, new ideas and, and and plenty of content moving forward, man. This is just a just getting started. Episode here, two hundred right? coming soon. That's right. Episode two hundred. Is this one ninety nine? It's gonna be a special one. This is one ninety eight. Oh, oh, <laughs> still coming soon. Okay. <laughs> so look out for that. One ninety nine right? is gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, man. We're gonna take it up a notch. All right. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hope everybody had a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Right. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah. That's right. Happy Kwanzaa. Word. Good times and hey. uh, New Year's Eve, everyone. But be safe, be please. Safe. Don't be stupid. Nah, don't be safe, bro. Fucking go balls <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> Tell us. Don't I'm fucking s- worry about that shit. No, no, but do it with do. that guy. Figure, go figure it out. Figure out the next day. Go hard, but make it to 2020 so you can tell those stories. All right, you can relive those moments. Balls to the wall. That's what it's about. Charlie, you want to go to Hennessy's for New Year's Eve or no? No. Okay. No. No one go to Hennessy's. <laughs> <laughs> the boycott still goes. Yeah. Fuck the that The boycott place. stands. Fuck the owner. You guys know that the baseball tavern is done? They oh, my shop. God. I know. They closed up shop. Ridiculous. What? Yeah. Closed. When did this happen? It happened already? It happened. Saturday. Yeah. That was their last night? Yeah. Yep. 28th. Oh shit! The uh, best thing to do after the, or before the Red Sox game. Someone's gonna buy that baseball so. tavern, the rooftop, and then yeah. someone's gonna buy after that no, rooftop. No, tasty burger, no, Tasty already, Burger. It's yes, probably, it's probably been told. The right? tavern <laughs> to the Tasty Burger. Yeah, yeah if Joel's a Tasty Burger, I would have lost my shit. But <laughs> tasty Burger's still there. You know, there's uh, plenty of other ones, right? Huh? All around the city. Well, that's the best one, though. You know why? Because they serve booze. I mean, no, there's oh. another one. There's another one that has a bar, but there's just nothing like being in Fenway at the bar. Having a tasty burger. So. If only the tasty burgers didn't take like taste like ass. What? Oh my god! Why did you say that? What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, see you guys. <laughs> Best burger in Boston. Sway is about to stab Sean Dujer before 2020. Best burger in Boston. All right, you heard it here. If anybody disagrees? Let's talk about it. Let's, let's figure this thing out. Nah, man. I'm a tasty burger guy for life. Or you can just have a happy new year, guys. Yeah. Happy New that. Year. We'll see you guys in the uh, new decade, 2020. Yeah.